lover's blues sometimes, maybe. But suddenly get child. Disgusting. Lovers say the truth. You are now Lovers walk along every night. Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Insightful Discussions. I'm your host, Dr. Bryant, bringing you another insightful topic. As always, I hope everything is good with you and yours. Uh, everything is going well <laughs> over here on my side. Uh, we still locked down in the good old state of California. I uh, know restrictions are definitely being lifted daily, um, even weekly now. I mean, we, we're in the purple tier and... Next week, hopefully, we'll be in the red tier as uh, vaccines are being administered, uh, counts of contamination is being low. Hopefully, we can see outdoors once again, good people. But anyway, enough of that. We've been going through that for a year. I hope that everybody is, uh, is being safe, protecting their families, and continuing to grow and develop. Uh, but today... I wanted to talk to you all about, you know, social media once again. <laughs> uh, I've been getting a lot of good reviews from my book. You know, a lot of people who have read it have said that it's very informative, has said that it's, it's eye-opening when it comes to the topic of social media. It's, it's amazing how we kind of get in a habit of just doing, and we don't realize that, you know, the things that we post online, people take for face value. That is you. You know, a lot of people haven't even met you in person, but they can get a sense of who you are based on what you post. And m many people don't realize that, you know, a lot of people view you from the things that you put online. So they're passing judgment on things that you may or may not be taking seriously. And that's kind of what I want to get into today. I have some parents who constantly send me text messages, who constantly, you know, reach out to me and just ask me, well, Dr. Brian, how would you recommend me helping my, my teenager, my, my son or daughter who's in middle school, who's dealing with this social media age and dealing with, you know, cyberbullying, dealing with just living their lives through their phone, through this device right here. They, 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 they have it at the dinner tables, they have it at breakfast, and they can't seem to put it down. And my response is always the same. You know, I, I say, you know, you as a parent, you have to understand social media. Uh, a lot of times we have parents who are on social media. If you're on Facebook, I know my parents are on Facebook. So I just try to give a, a living testament of how I navigate that space. Even being my adult self, I still have to navigate and understand that, you know, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, uh, a lot of older family members are on social media platforms. So that gives me a, a lens of how I need to view it because, you know, they may not see me. They don't see me the same way as they see my friends or my friend sees me. And as parents, we have to understand that, you know, your child's friends uh, view you differently. You may view your child's friends differently. So those perceptions also impact how we receive the things that people post online. So I want to kind of give an excerpt uh, from my book. And I normally be just talking, man. I go too fast, but y'all stay with me. So this is the book in question. Uh, if you haven't 
purchased it, please go do so. It's self-love, a digital lust, defining love in the social media era. And in this book, I have a section where we talk about social media and teenagers. You know, parents, how do you help? How to help? And here, here, here are a couple of tips. Yes, me trying to slow down. So here are a couple of tips. I'm going to read it right from the book so that you can know where to find it. If you all have the book, it's on page 41, and it reads as follows. You know, take social media seriously. Too often, uh, we're dismissive. You know, oh, it's just social media. Oh, it's just Facebook. It's just Twitter. It's just Instagram. But to a lot of teens, to a lot of children, it's not just social media. To a lot of children, the only thing they know is social media. They were raised in the social media age. You know, from as long as they can remember, people who have had social media accounts, even Vine. They've seen social media platforms come and go. You know, Vine was, was a sensation for a lot of youth at one point in this given time. And, you know, it came and went just like me. You know, we were the, my generation was the boom and the start of, of social media. So as parents, you have to understand that, you know, a lot of kids only know social media. A lot of kids communicate heavily through social media and they deal with a lot. They deal with bullying. They deal with, you know, feeling validated by likes and, and comments and the comments being negative and how they impact their day to day lives. And to them, that is very, very real. You know, that is their reality they, that they live in. And when you talk social media with your children, I, I want to make it clear that you must listen. And I do mean listen. Don't listen to respond. Don't just hear them. I need you to listen to them. Comprehend what they're saying. And I want you to be careful not to dismiss or minimize their experience. Because, again, to, to your full adult self, <laughs> your full grown adult self, it just may be social media. It, you don't care. These people don't pay your bills. But they don't see it that way. You know, take a moment and put yourself in their shoes so that you can see the severity in the situation. You can to see how their breakup with their significant other, their, their young love may be impacting them on social media. A, a fight, you know, you, you know, teenagers, they, they get into these squabbles, they get into these things, and sometimes they end up online. We have to be mindful that these images, it's not like back in the day where no, only a couple of people may have saw what happened. They hit that button, they hit send, and that interaction goes to thousands and millions of people at an instant. So be mindful of how exposure has an impact on the feelings of your child based on something that happened on social media. So that's just one tip. Be very, very careful. Take social media serious. And you should preach this to your children. Take it serious. Know that on the internet, nothing is deleted. You know, in some way and form, it's, it's saved. Somebody is screenshots now. So it could be living in somebody else's phone that you're not even thinking or aware of, and they're disseminating that amongst their, their circle of friends or their own network. So preach that to your children that take to take social media seriously. All right. So next. So next I want to point out that I want you to encourage your children to think outside the box, you know, Talk to your children about social media and encourage them to develop more critical thinking. 
you know, a lot of times we uh we like to take things for face value. And on social media, we can present things in a way that it seems perfect, you know, without blemish. And that's not reality. That's not the way the real world works. So in your leisure or within whatever time frame you have, whatever structure your family sets, I want you to, to talk to your children about this idea of being perfect. You know, speak to them, speak to them about the realities of what we go through as human beings, what we go through as, you know, individuals just working on a day to day basis. You know, speak to them about, you know, finances, understanding how you have to work for the things that you receive. Un allow them to understand that this, this Santa Claus ideology is just not rooted in reality. You know, you don't have a person that's just coming to drop off presents to you. Those presents are purchased by money that equates to time spent at a workplace or you selling goods or you exchanging time for that currency. And I think the earlier that kids understand that piece, they will be able to think about things a little bit more critically. They will be able to understand why they can't have the latest shoes or the latest clothes or even the latest gaming system. It's perspective. Because if they see it on social media, they think that they should have it or they want it at the very least. So talk to them, talk to them about that, you know, make it real. You know, a lot of times children may not understand financial burdens, but they do understand time and money. The time that they spend in school, some like it, some don't. How fast they get money and how fast it's gone, correlate that to the time it takes to make that money. So make it real. As, as the word of the great future, dress it up and make it real for them. <laughs> oh man I hope y'all got that joke yeah, it was a joke by the way alright next we want to go over modeling healthy responses to failure I think this is one of the most important things too because uh, social media <laughs> our gift and curse it can make you seem make it seem as if failure doesn't exist a lot of times we get caught up in posting our highlights we do post a lot of highlights. We do post a lot of things that are going good. We don't really like to share the struggle. And most students, you know, people who are in the middle school, high school age, they are, in fact, following celebrities. They're following, following their uh, favorite professional athlete. They're following their hip-hop hip or musical artists. Because, you know, it's multiple genres, so it's just not all about hip-hop. But hip-hop culture is definitely heavy within our culture. And you will be amazed how, you know, the impression that they have on students with failure, students when it comes to failure. Everything goes right. Everybody's all the way up, you know, as they say. You know, talk to them about how you can respond to failure, what failure means. You know, the, the, the seed that's within failure in itself. You know, give them books. You know, tell them about your, the times that you failed. You know, because a lot of times what we do, what we don't do is we, we give 
kids, younger people, this past of like, oh, you you don't understand. Well, they don't understand because nobody tried to make them understand. Nobody tried to communicate it in a way that they could understand. So if you were to do that, then they would. Failure. Failure is a part of life. And what we don't want to do is get into a habit of always modeling life off highs because we're going to breed a generation of students, children, individuals, and adults who do not respond well when things do not go their way. So, yeah, failure. Talk to your kids about failure. But also, too, it is on the reverse of that. I want to go to the next one. On the reverse of that, it is good to praise your students. So when they do do things that are good, you know, praise them. And not just in the traditional sense of good, like getting good grades or, you know, sports cheering and praising. You know, praise them for just overall being a good and solid child. <laughs> you know, praise them for, you know, making their bed. Praise them for helping out around the house. Praise them for you know not you know being upset with a sibling or a family member when something didn't go their way you know praise them for the subtle things it's the little things in life that really get us over the hump you know it's the little things in life that add up over time that really uh speaks to our character and our overall growth and development as we age and as we are, have more experiences so praise them parents praise your children also, too, let me move on to the next one. And that's pretty straightforward. Praise. It's easy to praise. You know, it's, it, well, it's easy to kind of be down on children. Sometimes, you know, when grades don't come back right, report card time. Actually, report card time is coming up in my district. It should be interesting with uh, distance learning. But praise can be a thing that we overlook. And I know me growing up, you know, being praised, that's something that I, I, I try to teach a lot of my peers right now who do have children, who have younger children, who are coming into that uh, elementary school age, I teach them about praise. You know, we go from, you know, in the infancy, in, in the early childhood stage where we're glamifying every, glorifying everything. You know, we're very extra. Oh, my God, that was great. You know, and then it's this slow decline of not praising children for the little things. Just think back at, you know, those early childhood times, even when, when you was a child, if you could think back that far or when your child was very, very young, you used to be very animated, very, oh, my God, good job. And slowly, if you really think about it slowly, for some, slowly that decline and you start to only cherish and praise the big things, the big wins, but praise those small wins as well. That lets them know that, you know, it's a journey. And it's a process. You can root and cheer for someone throughout the journey. So praise your kids. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next one, people. It is go on a social holiday. If you're worried if your child is getting too wrapped up in social media, it's a good thing to just take a break. Turn it off. Take a break. And the reason why you want to take a break is that, you know, it can... It can be a lot. I know that a lot of times when we have things that go on in the media, let's say, you know, when George Floyd, when uh, all the acts of violence that was happening, you know, uh, summer 2020, 
just everything leading up to that. And even before that, you know, it's just a lot of things that happen in the media and on social media, these images are replayed, replayed, replayed over and over, reshared, reposted. So be mindful of that, of that. You know, in most cases, everybody's on social media. So you as an adult, you know how heavy that is to walk around with. You know, as a as an adult myself, you know, I, I take breaks from social media uh, I, as much as I can. Um, even though a lot of times our businesses is rooted in social media and we have to uh, engage, it's ways to get around that. So, but to the point, <laughs> schedule a family break, a social media fast, uh, as they say, you know. Do it with the family. Do it with everybody. Say, hey, well, on Thursdays, we're just not going to use our phones. Or on Sunday nights, let's say at, at Sunday nights, during the evening, right before dinner, let's say 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, okay, no phones until tomorrow. doesn't have to be anything drastic. You know, s small increments of time to to allow students to know or kids to know that, it's okay to take a break. The fear of missing out. You're not going to miss anything. And if you do, it'll be right there waiting for you in the morning. So take a break. Take a break. Unplug from the matrix. All right, moving on. So this is the one. This is the last tip that I want to give. And I encourage you all to just go and read this book. So many gems in here. Um that I use myself and I try to tell people, but so many gems. But last but not least is I want you to talk to your kids about trusting people. You know, trusting people and not pictures. You know, pictures, they say they, they say a thousand words, uh, but don't really rely on social media to really give you an honest depiction of what life and things really are. Uh, simply because people can be very, very unhappy. People can be very, very misleading on social media. You can have pictures of, of young ladies who are smiling, who or young men who are doing things online that, that makes them seem as if they're on top of the world, and deep down inside, they are miserable. Yes, miserable. Miserable. Uh, and a lot of times it's because we feed that narrative of always being on the up and up. And that impacts the minds of everybody, but specifically the youth, because they start to compare their lives to other people. They start to compare their experiences, their looks, their uh, everything. They just compare themselves overall to the images they see online. And a lot of times we see a picture and we they have the angle just right. They have the ring light right in front of them. So the skin is just looking amazing. And a lot of time, I hear kids saying, I wish I could look like such and such. I, I wish I could dress like such and such. I wish I had these new shoes. And they don't even appreciate the things that they do have, the things that you can provide as a parent. So tell them, you know, trust people and not pictures. What you can see logically, trust that. What you can touch, what you can understand. What makes sense? Don't get lost in the clouds and don't get tangled in the weeds. Trust people, not pictures. <laughs> so just want to wrap this up by saying that, you know, as parents, I know the job is hard. I know that it can be frustrating, especially going on right now with, with distance learning, trying to balance everything, you know, 
parents actually had to become the teachers uh, this past year. So understanding everything that goes into educating uh, a, a child, it can be difficult, but it can be done. And social media, again, is one thing that we must master as people. We cannot let social media master us. I know we all have gotten on our phones and, and Google has recommended us two or three things that we thought that we were that we thought of like 10 minutes before. And it's so crazy that these things just find their way into our phone and into our minds. And we're like, hey, how did that happen? I was just thinking about that. Don't allow social media to 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 run you. You control social media. And the more and more you understand social media, the more and more you can prepare the ones that are coming after you to deal, to navigate, and to be their best self. So with that, I leave you. I just want all y'all to be well. Let me know if this was helpful. Let me know if uh, anything else you want to hear. Also, just continue to let me know about the book. You know, let me know about, you know, the good things about the book, the bad things about the book, you know, how I can improve as an author. I, I take all criticism and I take all recommendations as well. But thank you for listening. And until next time, peace and blessings.